So welcome to the Mud Brothers Podcast. You're here today with uh, Rico Moore, who's back from a brief hiatus, and yours hmm. truly, Dave Claxton. How's it going, Rico? Hey, good. Uh, give a shout out to the tribe. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, life got in the way, as it always does, and uh, we ended up a little busy, So, but we're back and we're going to carry on. And today, we're going to talk with Claire Sherling, who is, for lack of a better term, I guess, race director and... Head honcho in charge of the Marion Maid Challenge. How are you doing, Claire? I'm good. Um, I'm still recovering from uh, this weekend, actually. <laughs> so, so when was this weekend? Oh. Well, uh, yeah, we just wrapped up the second Marion Maid Challenge, which came off the heels of, I guess, about four months ago. We had our first one ever, um, and I'm in a unique situation at Marion Military Institute because. Dealing with um, a lot of different authority figures that try to make it unbelievably impossible to execute a race event without having too many cooks in the kitchen. So yeah, we're we're just wrapping up uh, race production right now over here at the Marion Maid Challenge. That's awesome. I I I see the posts on Facebook, and I'm always so jealous that I can't make it because I think the course looks amazing. So like my first question, Claire, is. Um, what what possessed you to take this on? Oh wow, um, that's a great question. I didn't think you were going to ask that. I'm good um, with these things. I've been practicing. <laughs> <laughs> you did not prep me for that one. Well, honestly, it was just straight up um, passion right right off the bat. Um, when I started working at Marion Military Institute, I work uh, marketing and public relations there. Um, we were in the process of talking about putting in a, a, a short course, um, which is 14 obstacles. Uh, it's a Navy SEAL-inspired BUDS course. And um, I actually helped uh, secure some funding from alumni to put this like massive course in to further develop our cadets, um, just because I thought it was cool. And then um, around the same time that the course was going in, um, I read Noah Galloway's book and was reading about how his life was really turned around after, um, he's a, a veteran that had lost, uh, two limbs and, uh, over in Iraq. And I, I read his book about how his life just changed, um, after getting back and dealing with depression when he got into, um, OCRs. And I, I had just moved to Marion, um, and I had been actually, really active my whole life, um, self-trained. Uh, and then I was just bored in this tiny small town in Alabama. And so it just seemed like it was kind of meant to be, it was like, we're, we've got this course going in. I, I went and ran, um, one or two races and was immediately hooked. And then I saw what it would do for like cadets that, that didn't have that kind of experience. So many of them had never even heard of an OCR. Um, a lot of times people think that all of our cadets are in like great shape, but there's also some that are just civilians that haven't ever um, really been pushed outside of their comfort zone. And so I wanted to show them that like fitness was fun and that they could be healthy and happy and do stuff that they really didn't believe was possible. And because that's what OCRs did for me. And I kind of just wanted to share that, um, that gift of, uh, obstacle course racing with as many people as possible. Um, really including this, this small rural town, um, Alabama, where I am right now, there's a, a problem with people being overweight 
and um, it it's kind of at first I was like the weird girl in town because I would go to the grocery store wearing workout clothes, but now people are starting to embrace it because they realize like, hey, like I don't have to just be a couch potato. Like I can still have fun while I'm trying to get in shape. So that's a really long answer to your question. <laughs> no, that's, um, but yeah, that's a great answer. That's very that's very thorough, and it's awesome that you're affecting fashion trends in Alabama because. It's great that uh, everybody wants to go to the grocery store in their tights and not and not in horribly uncomfortable pants. It's it's you're way better off in your workout clothes. Well, I'm just I'm not gonna lie. It took a couple of years for the for the the ladies to get used to it. <laughs> no, it's no worries. That's my favorite thing to do is wear tights at Walmart. <laughs> um, I think your community is more accepting up there yeah. in Huntsville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as many a times I've gotten friend requests after I got back home. <laughs> uh, short shorts. Yes. Yeah, the short shorts, definitely. <laughs> so, Rico, you well, ran... You, oh, sorry, go ahead, Rico. No, go ahead. You got I was going to say, you ran the one four months ago, did you not? Like, you've been on the Marion Maid course, have you not? Oh, yes, yes. Yes, I did. And, um, you know, um, I'll tell you from... The thing you know, there's so many different venues, and and sometimes people are just too married to the brand names, and and just you know um, going into the Mary Maid Challenge, I just found it as one of the the most pleasantly big surprise of just how challenging it was for me. Um, you know, you you take what the course gives you, and it's a very fast course. And hats off to. Uh, Claire and the whole military institute. I mean, it was just a one that was. First of all, it was a beautiful setup. I mean, just going to the campus and just seeing the history. And I got a chance maybe two weeks before the event to go down there and help uh, Claire film and test some things out and just look at the course. And she just gave us a great tour of the the facility uh, and uh, just the, the the rich heritage it had. So you had a sense of pride running through that also, knowing how many people whether they're going into the military or just going into another career, having that challenge and um, the background of the military institute. And uh, it was a very, very fast course. And I had to go against uh, a lot of the young bucks, you know, the the military cadets. So um, uh, that was a good thing, too, because, you know, it was was no when I ran it, there was no age group. There's no masters like hey, everyone line up and you just go, you know. And uh, so throughout the course, it was, you know, I was in between. two or three cadets the whole time. And uh, I think it was a little under, um, maybe it was about three miles, but the whole time those cadets made me work. And uh, it was worthwhile at the end. And um, the the train was good. It was fast. You had some hills. The obstacles tested not only just your strength, but agility, endurance. There's some natural uh, obstacles with some creeks. And, and I think it rained previously um, that time as well. And, um, you know, there's plenty of good stations with waters. The volunteers were there encouraging. Um, I love the gauntlet at the end. Uh, Claire, um, Claire, you might be able to help me. I think at least maybe going through 10 obstacles at the, you know, towards the finish line. And so it made you work and fight towards the end. And uh, Claire was emceeing the whole thing. And, uh, you know, I can imagine being anxious and nervous, especially with the tribe being there, her, her, her family. And uh, it was a great experience. I hated that I missed the second one. I had other engagements. But, uh, no, that's definitely, you know, you have some name brands, but there's some that you say I'm going to do every year. 
um, like the Barbarian Challenge in Gadsden, but definitely the Mary Maid Challenge is going to be blocked off my schedule the next time she has it. That's a definite venue to go. So, so two, two questions jumped to mind here for me. First, Rico. One, did you beat the young cadets? Like, did you whoop them? Did you put it to them? You know, I, I had to show this. The old man still has it. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Came in, uh, I came in second in a raw. And, you know, I was, I, I, I jumped the gun. I went, I was out first place, but um, I went off course, like almost a quarter of a mile off course. Oh, I was like, yeah, man, look at me. I'm, I'm looking, man, I'm leaving behind. I better pace myself. Then I hear, Rico, you're going the wrong way. I'm like, <laughs> oh, man. So, you know. Gave them a little head start. I had to catch up with the pack, and um, <laughs> you know, I was third. Uh, I think third and fourth throughout, and you know, that was a. I said, um, very challenging mentally. You know that you know I heard one cadet, um, and heck of a great attitude and very um, courteous and respectful. But I could hear him breathing behind me the whole time, and uh, was able to catch. The guy who was in second place at the obstacles, um, I won't ever say. I'm probably the middle of the pack right around. I think I said that before with you, me, Dave. Um, yeah. But, you know, obstacles, I've just been blessed that that's something that just comes naturally to me. So uh, I was able to catch the second place cadet at the obstacles. and uh, But not enough uh, kick at the end to get first place. But, again, it was uh, one of those things where you, you just go and you run and, what the race gives you. So it was um, a great honor and a privilege to, you know, have them in the midst and, you know, running with uh, those cadets. Well, if, it, if it makes you feel better, Rico, the, uh, the cadet that beats you. Well, there's two things. One, um, Rico's being kind. There was a little bit of a problem where the course was not quite perfectly marked because um, one of our uh, guys wasn't stationed where he should have been. But the, the cadet that beat you is um, – <laughs> he's now currently at West Point, uh, up there at the um, United States Military Academy. So he's about to be a future officer in the Army. Um, wow. But he also, like, he his very first OCR ever, um, which was actually Bonefrog in Talladega, mm-hmm. uh, Jacob Casale is the kid who won. Well, I shouldn't say he's a kid, young man. Um, but, uh, he had never even run an OCR and I think he placed like in the top 20 at Bonefrog. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <laughs> a pretty good debut. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But yeah, but you would have beat him if he hadn't gotten off course. So you, you ran a, a heck of a race and I, it's actually 14 obstacles at the end. It's, it's brutal. I just did it. Yes. I still have a bunch of bruises all over me. And that was that was my question too. Is as as Rico stated, he he said about the gauntlet at the end. But maybe you can get to that. But just describe to me the whole layout of the course. Like like I'm a, I'm a bit of a course map guy. I like to know the layouts and, and everything. I'm a bit technical that way. Me me or Rico? You, Clay. Oh, okay. Well, um, we changed it from last year to this year. So what Rico ran is a little bit different, but there's still similar elements and it's somewhat following the same path. Um, it was longer this year and we added more obstacles. Um, this is not a, so even though the distance is just over a 5k, it was about three and a half miles. It's, um, it's not a sprint because of the amount of obstacles that we have. You have to have a lot of endurance. Um, and an overall body endurance. Um, so there's the start is, uh, 
like any good race director, I was instructed by Cal Burr. He came down and helped me kind of sort a few things out. But, you know, you really have to weed them out. So you, you start them off running. And so we, we hit the golf course at Marion Military Institute right off the bat. Um, and then we get them straight into the mud to, like, you know, weed out the – the guys who don't like getting all in the creepy mud and our, and our mud's not like pretty mud. Like it's, this is like gnarly, um, Alabama clay. down. We well, yeah, it's like Alabama clay and there's vines everywhere and, you know, spiders and frogs. Rico hates frogs. Yeah. Um, I would DQ to give up my band right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but so we send him through basically a couple of really nasty trenches where, um, through the, the center of the golf course where we're actually doing some renovations. So they're going down and up really muddy hills that are about 10 to 12 feet high. Um, we've, we drop a few ropes um, just in case someone can't get up. But this year they're even steeper. Um, and then we hit some hard hills. And on the, the golf course, it's, it's tire poles and cinder block carries and a lot of running, and we use tons of the uh, natural obstacles. So if anyone's a race director out there and they're thinking about setting a course, um, I've been really blessed to have a lot of, like, natural obstacles um, here at Marion Military Institute. Uh, so use them, like, turn your course over a creek, make them run through it, make them jump over a path, because it just adds to it, and it thins people out, especially at the beginning because uh, then we go straight into a stadium section, and we call this uh, the meat grinder. It's called Murphy's Meat Grinder. Excellent. Uh, Mur- yeah, Murphy is, uh, Colonel Murphy was the founder of Marion Military Institute um, back in 1842. So it's like almost 200-year-old school. And uh, this is the stadium is a beatdown. Um, you start off – get into the stadium section crawling through a a trench under some barbed wire and you go straight to pull up bars after crawling through kind of a muddy area and you've got to crank out some pull-ups if you don't do them right and you're in the elite heat uh, you're doing burpees if you can't do them and you're open you're doing burpees Um, straight to uh, tire flips and they're not small tires they're really big ones Um, you're going to be doing six Um, and then a couple of the little things, and you're hitting a really heavy stadium carry with a, a sand bucket. So right after all of that, where your grip is kind of maxed and your legs are kind of maxed from all the stadium and the carrying and the buckets and the tire flipping, um, we put in a, a new obstacle. It's a, it's a really cool rig that was kind of inspired by uh, Get a Grip at Bonefrog and uh, also combined with battering ram from savage race so it's a, a rig that's got like a lot of multi straps and some poles that you've got to get through um you guys would love it i think y'all would kill it um please come down and play on our new little rig <laughs> it's a long drive. Um, yeah it's a little of a longer drive from canada yeah. <laughs> um but anyways i don't want to like bore everyone to death no keep going okay cool so that that's like the meat grinder i mean because it's literally back to back to back to back obstacles and by the time you get done with that bucket carry and the rig you're pretty gassed so obviously we've got um powerade and um water at the station right there just to get people fueled back up because then they're going to go for a bit of a run um where they go through this really beautiful part of our old campus they're running past like bell towers and cannons 
they run underneath an airplane. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. They hit uh, some barbed wire crawls. Uh, we put in a new inverted wall that's actually about uh, eight feet, maybe 10, actually. I need to double check. Um, and then we're going right through, like, literally the center of campus, right up to our historical chapel. Um, and it's it's just kind of cool. That part's pretty neat. I'm, I'm thinking about adding, adding in some... Uh, some fun, some fun elements. The way that uh, Bonefrog does with the the honor wall. We've got uh, cadets' names that have been carved on this wall for like 200 years almost. So we might that might be something we throw out there in the future. And uh, the biggest addition this year was we take them down to what's called the Swamp Fox Pit, and that's when we're taking them off of this beautiful campus and into some like really nasty, gnarly woods. Um, that's literally like kind of a swampy area and you're hitting some walls there. Uh, you actually hit some rings and it's just a, a, a kind of a neat, uh, I can't, I don't know. It's just a, a neat little area in the woods. Um, and basically I don't want to bore you guys, but we, we, we head back with a few more obstacles, um, and cut through back up to the main obstacle course where all of the, the action is happening. It's the start and the finish. Um, so after they do a fire jump and some rope climbing and stuff like that, they are, they're, oh, and, and crawling in through a lot of mud. I get them really, really muddy right before <laughs> we get to the 14 back-to-back-to-back obstacles. 14, and, that's, um, ph- that's phenomenal. That, that is, like, yeah. like I said, that's a gauntlet. It is. And it's, um, it's a fine line. I'm, I'm constantly like the nights and, and weeks before worried about too hard versus doable. Cause you know, you've got to, you've got to accommodate all different levels of fitness. We want everyone to feel welcome, but I want to really push our elite athletes and like our, our competitive guys. And I think that we figured out a really good combination. Um, so once they get once they get back up to the obstacle course, they are hitting, um, well, if you want, I can go through them all. Yeah, nail it. Okay. Uh, right off the bat is hand walk, um, and then you go into just okay. two walls. Okay, that so, are, sorry, sorry, Claire. What's, what's hand walk? Um, it's like two poles that are right next to each other, and you kind of like have to jump them. Okay, like, 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 like parallel, like gymnastic parallel bars. Yes, exactly. All right, cool. Um, and then we have two walls, one's a little bit lower and one's a little bit higher, but they're very close together. So you can't get a running start. Nice. So, yeah. So you're up and over those, um, to a a rock wall. It's made all of wood. So it's kind of slick, especially if it's wet or if you're muddy, Mm -hmm. which you are. Yeah. Um, and then we've got two different sides. One's for shorter people and it doesn't mean that it's easier. Um, one is just kind of for an average height person. The the one that's for the shorter people is actually harder for me because it kind of messes up the way my weight is balanced. Um, and then we're going into a really nice big belly buster. So you guys know what yep, that yeah, is, Yeah, right? a gut buster, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So this one's pretty big. I don't know if it's big. It's not – is it as big as Barbarians? I'm not sure, but it's big. Um and that's kind of a fear factor because a lot of people have to sort of jump for their life to get up there. Um, then down into a sandy crawl. And right from the sand, you actually have to jump up on the monkey bars, 
which is seems like nothing, but your hands are really um, slick from the sand. Um, so if you ever run my course, <laughs> make sure you wipe your hands off before you hit the bars. And we have big fat bars, kind of like the Spartan bars, like they're really fat grip. Um, so the bars to a rope bridge to a cargo net where you're going up and over. Um, and then we have a rope traverse. So, you know, you're, you're kind of crawling across the rope. And then you hit a really big, gnarly weaver. Um, oh, and nice. our weaver, yeah, it's a big one. Um, it's the worst weaver I've seen. Yeah, actually, Rico. <laughs> or the best weaver Rico, you've seen. Yeah, Rico's done our weaver. Um, it's, it's really, really big. Like, so this is such an endurance test. I mean, it takes, it really, like, <laughs> takes the actually who was it sarah uh, i think sarah irvine was like that thing literally takes your soul it, it's a it's it's a tough weaver um it's made out of four by fours oh, yeah. um navy seal military grade obstacle course so this weaver is hard and the edges aren't all smooth and nice they're rough they cut you you're bruised up like you look gross when you get done um and then from that, it's kind of easy. You just hit a, like a little balancing because <laughs> you're dying from that point. You hit a little balancing beam type thing. Um, then you hit like a rope swing to some tires and finally you finish off with vaults where you crumble across the finish line and uh, a pretty cadet puts a medal on your neck. Oh, that didn't happen to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh. Uh, we, sorry. Uh, we upgraded this year, Rico. <laughs> yeah, you did. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, nobody mm -hmm. said there were pretty cadets. If there's pretty cadets, I'm on my way. Yeah. Well, there are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, she's, she's on the golf team. <laughs> so, That's one thing. That? If you, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say something. Uh, so did, uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry, Rico. Go ahead. Oh, that's right. Um, so did a cadet take first again this year? No, actually, a cadet did not take first, but a cadet took second. And the oh, I'm, I assume we're talking about the elite heat. Uh, no, yes, a cadet yes. took second, yeah. Okay. So, um, and actually, I was really proud of him. He's our team captain. Um, good kid. He really helped us. The thing that's different about our course than anything else is that this is, this is not run by some big corporate company. And I'm not saying that to, like uh, – to deter anyone else from other races. It's just that we don't, no one's getting paid to do this. Um, it's all cadets really. And, and then myself and Lieutenant Colonel Martin, who's a green beret, he's kind of my, you know, my, my partner, my helper on this thing. <coughs> Excuse me. So, um, yeah, I was really proud of his name was Jared Weller and he got second and he worked really hard on the race last year. And, uh, I'm just pumped. He won, second this year hmm. who, who did the good. overall win um yeah i can't remember off the top of my head <laughs> <laughs> sorry you were awesome though <laughs> uh, and and this is what post-race fatigue looks like oh uh, mm -hmm. yeah i don't blame you oh <laughs> uh, so, uh, so it wasn't a tribesman uh <laughs> no no it wasn't oh okay see rico you let her down you should have been there I know. Oh gosh. So it, like, this sounds like an awesome course to me. Like it sounds incredibly difficult, but uh, Rico, as you've been on it, like how would you, how would you pin this for difficulty compared to something else? I tell you, you no, know, cause I would, you know, it's, it's definitely a fast course. You might not have the, the four Hills of apocalypse from uh, the barbarian challenge in Gadsden, but what you do have the mud and that is a big equalizer, you know, that, 
you do hit that golf course and you feel kind of good, you know. You, well, actually, you don't feel good because that's, you know, the first quarter mile, everyone's heart rate is just racing, you know, and you're just trying to balance out, you know, if you're going too fast or not. But then, bam, you get in that mud. I'm telling you, it's like knee thigh high mud and it, it's going to sap your energy, she says. And, and, and to get out of it, you have to crawl, I mean, up this hill or, you know, use a rope, she says. And you, you know, when I went through, you had to go through these huge pipes. And so then you don't get to recover because then you're, um, I think in my race, you had to pull some tires. Uh, so yeah, you, you uh, still I, do. <laughs> yeah. You so, go straight uh, up a hill and then pull tires. <laughs> yeah. So ne- I never felt comfortable. I never got into a comfortable form because that first mile you're still, um, you're trying to recover from the mud, the hills, the carries, the going through water. Then you hit that stadium, the meat grinder, and you've got tire flips, pull-ups, the bucket carry. And then you get a nice reprieve kind of to try to get a rhythm because you're going to that beautiful campus. Um, but, But then you're kind of separated and you know where you are. So by that time, I knew, okay, I see second in front of me and there's a guy behind me. So it was one of those like, you know, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks, because, you know, there's no relaxing. And uh, so I put up there as, again, one of my, um, I think, you know, I have Savage. And, and see, I, I haven't done that many this year as compared to last year. I did 20-something um, the year before. This year I've done maybe six. But um, the Mary Maid Challenge is just, I think anyone should come up there and, you know, don't be fooled because it's not a name brand or anything like that. You know, it's going to... Uh, if you're an avid OCR person, you're going to say, yeah, I agree. It's like you and I, Dave, talked about balance. You oh, yeah. know, if if you think you're just fast and, oh, yeah, this is flat, I'm, I'm going to kill everybody. Well, if you're not prepared for the mud or the heavy carries, it's going to equalize that way, you know. Or, again, I was, you know, in my mind, okay, you know, third's not that bad. Okay, you know, I, I can move with third. But, you know, once I got to the obstacles and I saw that guy, you know, like within striking range. And I saw like, uh, okay, you know, if he makes one mistake, I got him, you know, unfortunately, you know, he was not as as equipped as I was for obstacles. So, um, as one of those courses, I walked away and didn't complain about, well, that's a runner's course or it had this and that, you know, it was a good, great balance of everything. So it's a, again, for the first inception, I'm pretty sure it got better. Uh, the second, uh, time around it's i i I love it because it's 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 home state it's uh from the tribe or tribe member but yeah it's it's a fantastic race well i i I sit here and i and i listen and i mean i just did a spartan last weekend i think it was and i listened to the description of this course and how difficult and how challenging how how to me it sounds like an obstacle course I did the Spartan and I'm going to do one of my favorite things, which is slag Spartan. And if I describe that course, I essentially, I, I ran six K yeah. did a set of monkey bars and a set of rings. And there we go. Yep. I, I love the fact that people are starting to put together real courses that are actually challenging where the obstacles mean something. I've gone to too many. And again, like I said, slag and Spartan, too many Spartans where the obstacles don't mean anything. They're so simplistic mm-hmm. and so easy, and even if you can't do it, you whip off thirty burpees, and if you're a fast runner, you're gonna win. I like, mm-hmm. I like seeing. Man. Sorry, go ahead, Claire. That, 
No, I was just to say that's that's awesome. That makes me really happy to hear you say that because sometimes I worry about um, not being as shiny and you know, um, I don't know as as pretty as all the big name brand courses. But to hear someone say that they want something that has more meaning, the the new multi rig that we put together is uh, it's not. It was made by a like a lieutenant colonel who's a green beret retired and uh like it's literally called it's called colonel martin's revenge that's fantastic Um, i love it (laughs) so it's like when it comes to like personal like these things are these these obstacles are personal and actually the wood a lot of the wood was repurposed from um our old repelling tower which we just replaced with a, a brand new one thanks to some alumni so it's like we we didn't we don't have a starting budget when we do this, everything we have to do, we have to raise money for to run our race. Um, Cause it's like all for profit. So wherever we could find something we would. And so we found, we were like, Hey, this is excellent wood still. It's all pressure treated. Like let's make some new obstacles out of it. So we made it an inverted wall and we made a uh, Colonel Martin's revenge. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. Well, you can't, you, so you got to lay that out. What, what is it? You gotta, you gotta lay out that rig for me. Cause like, I'm going to have visions in my head of what it is. <laughs> It's the it's the it's the uh, it's the strap one with the poles that so it's like kind of like um, it's a little bit like get a grip. Um, have you done bone frog? No, sadly, I'm up here in the north. Oh, and we have sadly. nothing. Yeah, you guys don't get that one up there as much. Well, it's um, so a lot of people call it like the toilet paper roll rig because they've got these um, they've got like um, kind of utilitarian straps and they've got piping on it. Okay, I, I think I've seen of, it online. I think I've seen it online. Yeah, like there's some really great athletes um, like Dawn from the Tribe or Rachel uh, that that had trouble with it. Like, I mean, I, I couldn't even do it. Um, and anyway, it, they have the piping just rolls and rolls and rolls. And, and so your grip is just kind of shot. A lot of people that succeeded grabbed the straps and then those girls were able to succeed succeed by grabbing the straps and um, like kind of not grabbing onto the actual pipe. And so that's why we got inspired to do this rig. That's just straps. It's not rings. It's, it's just kind of its own thing. And then from the straps, you have to transfer. So you kind of work the straps kind of like they were rings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you transfer to a pipe that's hung actually really high. And we have multiple different sizes. So like different, grip strengths you can kind of pick which one you want um and then you have to traverse this pipe but it swings so that's why it kind of reminds you of battering ram a bit from savage race that sounds absolutely awesome actually i i we have a, a tribe member a good friend of mine jeff and he tore his tore his bicep on that get a grip bone frog rig so that's what what uh what, what triggered my mind is to actually having seen it before it's uh it looks pretty challenging in its own right so it, yeah, I I would love to try that. That's some great stuff. Um, you made me think. What was um, penalties for non-completion of obstacles? Well, um, we just went with ten burpees because I want to make this. It's already the course is hard enough. Um, for example, I had like my my little girl, her kindergarten teacher, who just she just lost a hundred pounds and oh. she ran the race and it was her first OCR ever. Oh. So it's like you know, I've got almost forty obstacles if you're counting all the ditches and hills and all that stuff. 
and it's hot. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to give them too hard of a penalty because I didn't want to scare people off. Um, so we just did 10 burpees and that's it. And the uh, lead heat had to wear a wristband. So um, they, the cadets knew as they're coming through that there were certain things they couldn't do. Like they, they can't use like the little, you know, kind of uh, toe holds and stuff that we put on an inverted wall. Like they had to just go up like a, without any kind of assistance, mm-hmm. but I tried to make it accessible as well for sort of just the average Joe. Cause I, I wanted them to not feel completely like beaten down. No, that, and that's, that's a tough, tough tightrope to, to walk, to, to make it challenging for elites and yet welcoming for newbies. That's tough. And, and I get where you went with the, with the 10 burpees. Me, I'd have been a little meaner myself and, and possibly will be, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, as long it's hot as, in Alabama. That, yeah, it's all right, hot down here. <laughs> but as long as um, as long as it delays them and, and just puts the the emphasis on the obstacle completion being important, that that's just mm-hmm. something that I, I I you know pet peeve of mine. So, what was probably like? What were your biggest obstacles in overcoming trying to set this up? Like what you know? I mean, to just and I'm experiencing this to just set one of these up out of the blue is, is a lot. What, what, what for you was the biggest obstacle to overcome and what, what was difficult in the organization process? Um, well, I would say that my situation is probably a little bit different than most race directors because we are, we are a college. I work for the college. Um, and I mean, I have a normal like nine to five with the school as well as mom and wife and all that. But, that's, that wasn't so much the thing. It, it was, um, our college is run by the state. So we're dealing with a lot of red tape, um, in regards to, well, making sure that every colonel and general and sergeant and, and everybody was on board with what was going on. It just took a, the first, the first year it took a long time to get everything approved. Yeah, you can slag them. They'll never, never hear this. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know. I'm like, uh, can I say this? <laughs> sorry, sir. I'm just going to go ahead and shout that out there. <laughs> um, sorry, let me, let me. Mary McCain. Sorry, that's my daughter. She's way up past her bedtime. This is what happens after you host a race. You forget, you forget your schedule. Um, anyway, so, no, the biggest thing was um, was was dealing with some red tape and I've, I've talked to other race directors, um, that had had an issue with like dealing with city codes and stuff like that. So that was my first hurdle. Um, to be perfectly honest, um, I think it's, it's actually really doable. Um, it's, it's, if you are passionate enough and you like, you understand teamwork and you understand, how to get people motivated. Um, well, and you also need to, you need to have some skills in regards to like securing sponsorship. It's very doable, but to me, the biggest thing was just the time frame. I was, I, from the very beginning, they told me yes, literally about a month and a half before our projected race day. So I had to just throw it together in the first year. This year, again, it was a time frame issue where the cadets were only on campus for a month um, until we had our race. And they are like 99% of my workforce. And so um, I didn't have a chance to actually like building a lot of relationships with these new kids on campus 
because uh, they are going through an intensive training cycle. And so literally two days before the race, I'm saying, hi, my name is Miss Sherling. Welcome to the OCR club. Uh, <laughs> great. We're going to go, we're, we're going to go and mark some trails. <laughs> um, so this year, that was my biggest hurdle last year. It was getting all the, the kernels to butt out. Um, I, I don't, I'm, I'm a girl, which is, um, apparently, I don't know. I don't know if there's a lot of race directors that are girls, but the, the, the last, this last race, there was a couple of issues with me completely being overridden several times on race day about where water stations are, um, by people who've never run a race, let alone a 5k. And so I'm saying, Hey, I don't care if you have a bunch of stars. <laughs> we, we need this water station here because people are going to get heat exhaustion if they don't like rehydrate after the meat grinder. So, um, those are internal battles. I just like totally aired our dirty laundry. Um, um, and the other big thing for us is actually, um, was we had an issue with timing this year. So apologies to some of the guys that were affected by that. Uh, we've worked out the kinks on it. Time is expensive. Um, it's very expensive. We're a hundred percent not for profit race. And, um, I've already come up with a game plan, which is to not let anyone else handle it, but people I put in charge of it. Um, and the timing was, was a little bit tricky, but other than that, um, I think that we had a pretty good, we had a pretty good race. Well, that, that does sound, I mean, so did you guys, did you guys have to hire like an outsourced timing, timing, uh, company to do that for you? Some people do. Um, we just don't have it in our, in our, you know, our starting budget. Um, so there, and also our location is an issue. Um, we're very remote. So if, I mean, most races I think should hire a timing system, um, if they can, um, but for us, it's, it's really, we're a smaller race. We can only handle a certain amount of volume. So, no, we did it internally, and it was just a miscommunication with personnel. Um, so that was, that was the biggest issue with our timing this year. So did you just do, like, a mass start and then an end of the clock at the, when they cross the finish line kind of deal? No, we had elite heat, and then we had uh, two open waves, and then we had a cadet wave after that, uh, mm-hmm. and also a kids' race as well. Yeah. Yeah. That could make, so, that can make timing difficult for that. Well, with multiple waves and everything. Yeah. Um, I think next time I will definitely just have the open heat, depending on our volume, just all be collected into one. That would make it a lot easier. All right. So go, go ahead, Rico. Well, well you know, for next year, um, I want to throw something out at you because I know there's definitely going to be a next one has a thought of uh, Team Challenge across your mind. Ooh, I like that. Mm, I love the idea, but um, we're not... I'm a bit of a perfectionist, and we haven't executed what we've got going on yet perfectly. Not that it'll ever be perfect, but you know what I mean? I'm yeah. not ready I'm not ready to throw a new, um, a, a new thing out there. Um, each year, I'm dealing with a new group of cadets, and so I think that, and also we're working on a, 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 a 
crunched time frame. Um, I only get to work with them during the school year. So in May, they're gone and they're not back on campus until August, like the end of August. They're gone all of December almost. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think I kind of want to stick with like this good thing that we have going, but I love the idea of doing that. And, you know, it's, I think it it could be something that we could do if we did it on a smaller scale kind of, but I also don't want to steal Mark Ballas's thunder because he has a pretty cool team challenge thing going on with the green beret challenge. (laughs) That's a, that's a pretty excessive thing. That thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think it'd be great for, uh, especially with your cadets too, maybe even if you're not even, uh, opening it to the public yet to do it with your cadets. Oh, I would love that, actually. Yeah. yeah, that's a great idea. Maybe you can come help me. <laughs> yeah, love to do that. That would be awesome. I think yeah. we, I can think we could throw down like a like an old man team challenge of like Rico, myself, and maybe some others against some of those cadets. I, I think that'd be fun. Oh, yeah. I would, <laughs> I would love that. And I think the kids would, too. Um, the greatest thing about... The greatest thing about having this race is like bringing this generation of athletes and i'm not calling us old but we are older athletes i'm old and i love (laughs) i I love seeing the kids their faces are just like holy mackerel like look (laughs) at those guys like they're tearing it up and uh and i'm like yeah like that's my friend she's 40 years old like what do you think (laughs) about that and they're like i can't even do that and they get inspired by it so that would be really fun actually yes we will do a team challenge all right (laughs) We'll get up. <laughs> so, and I'm going to ask Rico first, as from an athlete's point of view, what is it that that you think that Claire has done right with the Mary Main challenges challenge that the other races are not doing right? Like, and I'm going to give you a chance to like you know badmouth the other companies really in a way, but what is it you think that she's got right that that they don't? And and afterwards, Claire, I just want you to you know. Tell me what inspired you, like what you thought the other races were missing that you needed to put in your race that you thought would make it stand out and be something spectacular. Well, yeah, you know, um, I compare hers to the Barbarian Challenge where they have a mixture of using the natural elements as obstacles, uh, getting the town support. So their heart is poured into it, whether it's the volunteers from there and the cadets from uh, Marion. uh, And just having that balance and um like you said you know we've you know all three of us have been in specific you know we want name names of venues where we usually just go in cruise control because it's the same thing over and over again and it's you know either a runner's course or obstacle course or you know not a mixture of both so what she has done right in my mind is that as a name it is the challenge you know i did not get overall but I left smiling uh, you know the the person I finished behind the person that I was able to catch up it, it was hey I pushed myself it pushed me th- throughout it, it really got me out of my comfort zone which there's some races you know you just again you get in cruise control and I'd rather be challenged than I pick challenge over winning anytime you know I think sometimes when uh, I think of not only Mary May challenge or I even think of the duel later, which, you know, um, we, you know, the tribe has been a part of that. Some people will quote unquote elite will, you know, 
it seems like they're turning the nose at it because it's not a name brand. But I think a lot of times, like, kind of like I might actually lose this one because I'm out of my comfort zone. It's not the same old thing I do from week to week or each month. You know, so uh, I think that's what she's done right is that she's printed, presented a challenge for her daughter's teacher who just, you know, first time to someone like me or other tribe members or people who are not in the tribe but run uh, enough elite races that you come and say, okay, this one made me work. And so I think that's what she's doing right and definitely encourage her to keep on doing that. And what about you, Claire? What do you, what do you think the other guys are doing wrong? What are you, what are you, oh gosh, yeah. um, it's a long list. Not isn't my nat- <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's not in my nature to be uh, critical because I'm really hard on myself. First of all, thank you, Rico. I really appreciate that. Um, that's that's really awesome. You're most welcome. Um, well, here's a little dirty secret. I've never run a Spartan. Um, Um, I've never run a Spartan. No, I've never run a Spartan, and it's not because I'm a snob. I would love to try all um, OCRs. Mostly, it's been um, scheduling conflicts, but um, I haven't run one. And then there have been a couple of times where I could have maybe pulled one, like out of uh, like impromptu free weekend. And I've, I'm not going to lie, I've kind of not gone because I heard that they have all the same obstacles over and over and over again. Um, and I'm like, well, I definitely want to try it. Like, I definitely want to go do it. Absolutely. I want to I go experience that. But um, I, I had a really unique introduction to OCRs. I started with Panther Run. That was my very first race. Mm-hmm. And it is a super cool homegrown um race that i i really enjoyed and then i went straight to the duel later which um actually rico mentioned i was totally not prepped for that it's a it's a gauntlet of back to back to back to back to back obstacles um and and then i ran uh, savage which i fell in love with um and like at that point, I mean, I was already hooked, but then it was like, okay, this is, this is everything. Um, not everything, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if I'm supposed to be critical, um, I, I like that we have our own thing. I, I'm, I have a limitation with my distance, um, for our course. There's only so much land that Marion Military Institute owns. So therefore, and also my biggest, uh, hurdle with, extending our course um as far as distances uh we're a fully functioning college so i can't like take over the golf course and the parade field and the baseball fields because they're in season you know um so i like the fact that we are a a sprint that's really hard um but i guess if i was going to say something that I don't like talking bad about people, but um, (laughs) safety is one of the biggest things that I think is important. And there are a couple of races that I feel like I've been to where safety hasn't been the most paramount um, thing, like straight up front. There have been a couple of things that are a little bit sketchy. And so um, I hope that we will always strive to be like a very safe event. Um, And I I don't know. I, I don't think I can be really critical about any other races. Well, I, I like that we're unique and, and I guess I'm just going to stick with, with that. 
Well, you guys yeah. are both super nice. Me, on the other hand, yes, I'm not sorry. quite as nice. I'll tell you what, what I think that you're doing right and they're not. And this is what gets me sometimes. And specifically, in, whereas Rico's a nice guy, I do, I do like to name names. Um, whereas Tough Mudder and Spartan, they have this unlimited budget. They can travel to all these different venues. They can do all this different stuff. And like you said, with what you heard about Spartan is very true. Every race is very much the same, just on a different course. You're there at a isolated venue on a, on a bit of a shoestring budget because you're a non-profit organization. You're going for what's given to you, what, what you can, you're working with what you can work with. And you're coming up with way more creativity, way more challenge, and way more interesting obstacles than Spartan or Tough Mudder. Now, Tough Mudder does a, a little better job with the obstacles, but there's still mostly just a lot of mud pits running in and out. You know, you get maybe three three decent obstacles out there, and then you're mud pits in and out. You guys, with a fraction of the resources, have pulled out something that is way more interesting and way more challenging. And I'll tell you right now that if... If I was, you know, I mean, for me to go down there is a 15-hour drive, but if I was going to put my 15-hour drive, I would way sooner go to your event than one of theirs. It just seems far more interesting and challenging. And that's that's where I think that's where I think you have the idea, you have the right idea over what they're doing, whereas they're just regurgitating the same thing over and over again to appease their, uh, as Rico says, the people who have drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah, well... Yeah, I mean, first of all, thank you. I hope to see you 15 hours later at our next race. Um, <laughs> well, you know, it's going to be at um, October Savage. I uh, hope you can make it there, Claire. Knew. I heard it's the birthday race. I'm working on yes. that. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know what? The one thing I have to say that you just, okay, you inspired me to say bad stuff about other races. That was my hope. One thing. <laughs> <laughs> The one thing I am going to say is that our race has heart. Um, when I love Savage Race. It is like one of my favorite races in the world. And um, But I, I do feel like, I mean, there are so many people coming through those doors. You are kind of a little bit of a number. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love that, like, our race really has heart. Like, we start off, we we say the national, like we, we have a cadet sing the national anthem. We post the colors, which for non-military folks means like the flags are brought out and it's just like everyone stops what they're doing and shows respect for the flag. And it's just, it's right. You know, it's just got a little more heart. The president of our school comes out and he's like, Hey, this is pretty cool. We're glad you're here. It's there's real people there. It's not just like a name brand. Uh, and, the thing is I've run awesome races with other like companies. And so I, my goal is to live up to their awesomeness, but it, we're just a little bit more homegrown. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I like, you know, and, but, you know, we are the, my brothers, you know, we, that's it. We don't represent anyone else but ourselves. So, you know, we don't like our race. Um, that doesn't mean that you have to listen to us. You know, you can like the race, you know, we're never, uh, we're not going to judge anyone because they like Spartan or Tough Mudder or they don't like this or they might not even like, you know, the Marion Challenge, you know. Um, well, we've so got I, problems know, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, exactly, you know, to each their own. And so, um, yeah, I think, you know, Dave and I will say, you know, we want that challenge. We want to that, um, um, 
the unpredictability, you know, and um, even like, again, you know, Mary made challenge, you know, you went, you could have very easily just kept it the same, but to add new elements, you know, shows that you, you know, you're innovative and you want them coming back and never be on cruise control. And, um, you know, Dave, I, I'm trying to get up there next summer. I got to <laughs> save my lunch money. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're still we're still waiting to do the official announcement. Well, I might as well do it right now if you want. Um, yeah, I was going to say, tell us. So, uh, Asylum OCR will officially be launched on June first, twenty nineteen, and it will be very much uh, a short course and very very obstacle dense. Essentially, I've designed the course in hopes that it's the best way for me to win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you have the course map. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. I'm not going to tell anybody any of the obstacles, and I'm going to practice them for a year. Uh, no, it's. <laughs> yeah, it's. It will be a very short course. It uh, will be almost a time trial. There will be much like uh, in the Marion May Challenge. There will be some some fitness aspects, as in uh, workout stations, like your pull ups and things like that. Uh, the obstacles, I assure you, anyone who knows me will be creative. They will be different, and some of them you will never have seen before, and will never see anywhere else. But uh, that's, you know, that's me. I'm, I'm Doc Obstacle. I'm going to make some weird stuff for it. Uh, cool. There will be, uh, and just briefly, things that we've... There's still a lot of details to iron out. There will be uh, some, some of the coolest medals you've ever seen. We've got a great medal design. Um, some good shirts and probably the wristbands as well. Um, that's still up in the air on that, but we're still a bit away. And much like you, it's, it's a small event. It's... It's run by myself and one other guy, and you know, it uh, it's it's pretty much a two-man show, is what it's going to be. So it should be interesting, but we'll have a lot more details to come. Uh, we just finally got the venue is locked in stone and ready to go, and we're going from there. No, it's going to be awesome. And and like you said, Rico, uh, I like to slag start Spartan and Tough Mudder a lot. Uh, it's it's quite a fun hobby of mine. But in reality, we wouldn't have this OCR industry without them. And I still go yeah, to, no I still go to their events. I still enjoy their events. I will be at TMX this year. I will be at World's Toughest Mudder this year. And I've done two Spartans. It it it's just the way it is. But mm-hmm. with their resources, I like to hold them accountable for what they should be doing with it. Oh yeah, especially if you go to so many Spartans, you're like, you know, this is my money, so, you know, give well, me something. And, and right there is, is another thing um, uh, for cost, and actually, I'll bring bring this up, and actually, Claire, we, I should ask you this before I forget. Any idea on when the next race is going to be? Well, I'm working on it. Um, the thing about being a college campus is that we've got, we, we have special events almost every weekend in the spring. Um, I'm really hoping that next week I'll have a chance to, to corner the, the colonels and get them to, to go, go ahead and kind of nail down a date. We, we've, got, we've got good things in our, in our corner in regards to now that we've, we're a little bit more established, um, our overhead is, is continuing to get lower and lower. Uh, T-shirts and medals and those types of things are the biggest expenses for races for us at this point because we have built most of our obstacles. Um, So I'm hoping with that in my corner, I can get them to say yes to a spring date. 
it might be early, like early in the season. So maybe a warm up for everybody before they kick into like the, the, the heavy, the heavy spring races. Mm -hmm. Um, and we'll just have to see. I got a, I've got a bob and weave. And also, I'm really, really kind of partial to Jerrion, you know, Mr. Inspiration. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're kind of trying to figure out. I'm like, hey, dude, tell me what dates you've got free. And then I'm going to go and talk to all the, like, colonels. And we're going to figure oh. out when we can potentially get them to say yes. So um, my goal is to have another one. But if not, we will be back. Uh, I mean, we'll be back for sure. Hopefully, we'll have one in the spring. Well, you know what? I think that might be the perfect way to end this. We're getting close to an hour anyway. And uh, just, Sorry. No, that's fantastic. No. And uh, <laughs> and just knowing that you guys will be back in the spring, late April, by the way, is pretty good for me, um, is, <laughs> is, uh, is, is great because these smaller independent races, I think, are fantastic, and I think we need them definitely. Um, Rico, what, you got anything else? I'm just, you know, I'm just very proud of Bayside, and um, you might have heard me call her that a couple of times. Um, uh, that we just found we had a kindred spirit of the old um, teen show, you know, um, Slave by the Bell. Oh yes, so yes. I just nicknamed her. That's how she got her name, Bayside. That might be on her uh, tribe jersey one day. <laughs> but um, I just know that just coming into the tribe and just seeing her heart and energy, and just so very proud of her from just being just a a you know a support member to just being a, a inspirer you know who's who's helped so many people that she doesn't realize um uh, getting to ocr and you know in her town and community and just around and just her voice has been heard and just i'm just very amazed and proud of her growth and just um to, you know to say not not only is she just a tribe member but you know she's a, a venue you know she's a, a sponsor she's a coordinator so that's pretty cool too well, thanks, man. <laughs> on behalf of the Mud Brothers, Claire, I just want to say thank you for coming on and talking to us. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to get down there and try it. And hopefully everybody out there who listens will get down to Marion Maid and support the Marion Maid College. Is that right? I got it right? Well, it's kind of confusing. Marion Military Institute. Marion Military Institute. Yeah. Yeah, you anyway. got it. You got it. We get the idea. Come down there, spend your money, and run an awesome course. That's the main thing. <laughs> Yeah, and anyway. if you want to run Spartan, go ahead. We don't care. Yeah. Anyway, Claire, thank you very much, and uh, to everybody out there, take care, right? Eh? Rico. All right. Bye, thank you, guys. You're welcome, Basai. All right. Cool. Always.